Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Rumors are flying all over the place, and now there's some confirmation on some potential movement. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, the ESPN app. Chris Carlin, Shea Cornette in for Canty today at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Adrian Wojnarowski, as you just heard from Doug moments ago, reporting that the Celtics are working on a trade to acquire the Wizards' Chris stops Porzingis in a three-team deal that would send Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers. L.A. would send Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and the 30th pick to Washington. Now, the couple of things that uh, still need to get worked out here, as Woj points out, Porzingis has to opt in to his $36 million contract for this coming year, but there are still some other issues. Danilo Gallinari would also be in the deal uh, to go to the Wizards. So here's the deal. The Wizards are getting what they want in expiring contracts after the upcoming season. The Celtics would be getting Porzingis, who, in case you didn't notice, Porzingis, in 65 games, had a pretty darn good year. And granted, you might look at it, uh, Shea, and say, well, somebody's got to score points for the Wizards. He went 23-8 and this past year. So if you had Porzingis in that front line to Jason Tatum, and to Jalen Brown, yeah. and you're taking Brogdon out of it, who is not the guy to really facilitate that offense. Yep, I love this for the Celtics. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, he's coming off his best year in his career, and he's 27 years 27. old. 28 in August, so he'll be 28 next season. I mean, you could very well say he's like coming into his own. He's in his prime. Uh, this is what you need if you're the Boston Celtics in terms of scoring. I think you thought that Robert Williams or Al Horford would provide a little bit more scoring in addition to what they do defensively, and that wasn't the case. Chris Stapps can do both, um, and it's a win-win situation. The Celtics need one more to push him over the edge. It's just like the Heat. They're right there. They're right there. Chris Stapps could be the guy if he can stay healthy, and I hate that phrase. Someone tweeted at me. It's the worst phrase in sports because we say it with Tua, and like, but it's true. I mean, there's always that big if. Yes. Um, Chris Stapps has been hurt a lot, right? Um, but he is coming off the best year of his career. Let's see, last year he averaged uh, over 23 points, over eight boards, uh, a block and a half a game, and shot almost 50% from the field. Pretty good, almost 40% from three. It's pretty good, and, and that's a really good boost on both ends of the floor if you're the Boston Celtics. Look, defensively, top 10 in blocks. Yeah, That's going to help. And I, I know that people are going to look at it like, why are you giving up Malcolm Brogdon when they went last year to go and get a point guard that was going to be able to help him out. I don't think Brogdon really did enough to make a difference for them. And, and you know, late in the year, he's basically coming off the bench. I think this is a, a potentially great deal for the Boston Celtics. And then you have the other things that are coming together, including Damian Lillard and whether or not he's going to leave Portland. Woj was uh, earlier today on the Pat McAfee show and had the following to say about the Miami Heat's pursuit of Damian Lillard. They're going to be very anxious to watch what happens in Portland. 
to see if there's any point this summer where Damian Lillard becomes available. He's not available now. He says he wants to be in Portland, and the Blazers have shut down anybody who's called about the possibility of trying to trade for him. Uh, but certainly, Pat Riley is always going to be real aggressive in trying to improve his team. Uh, listen, they want to make that last step. I'm sure they're going to be continue to be real active this summer. Here's what it says to me, that if they're going to trade Lillard, it's going to come later this summer, and he is letting it play out until after the draft tomorrow night to see exactly what they do. If they trade the pick to try to go get somebody that can help immediately, which is what he wants, or if they are just going to go ahead and draft Scoot Henderson or whoever's available at three between him and Brandon Miller and continue to build toward the future. If that's the case, Damon Lillard has no place in Portland, and he should want out. All right, and that makes sense, and he can get out then, it sounds like. Because this is, if it's knowledge to us, I am sure it's knowledge to them as well. I would hope that these conversations would have already happened, and he knows exactly what's ahead of him. Um but Damian Lillard has done so much for that city of Portland. I mean, he's the franchise leader in points, points per game, three-pointers, field goals, free throw percentage, player efficiency rating. The list is long for what he's accomplished there in Portland. Give him what he wants, and if not, then you know what, Dame? It's time to say, I'm out of here, and you don't look back. Get what you want out of your career. The ball's in your hands now, and quite if literally. If you listen to this Dame quote, because he hasn't really discussed – all that much at length about how much a championship would really mean to him. So he was asked about it uh, by USA Today on the potential of not winning one and what that would mean with his career. And here's the quote, Shay. I wouldn't be happy with it, but when I think of when you talk about other people's perception, I think it's extremely important to my legacy. It's extremely important to me but my opinion of me not winning wouldn't be the same as others. That says to me he's almost putting more weight on how he's going to be viewed outside than how he's going to be viewing himself, right? Right, and and he went on to say, like, look at the way we talk about Charles Barkley because he doesn't have a ring, and he's Charles Barkley. Like, that was, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially what he said in his quote there. So I went and I thought, I thought, let's compare Charles Barkley to Damian Lillard and if they can be on the same level. Charles Barkley in his career averaged 37.7 points, plus rebounds, plus assists per game. Lillard currently averages 36.1. Now he's 32 years old. So if we give him another few seasons at this rate, he could very easily catch up to Charles Barkley. Now, Charles Barkley has done a lot off of the court since he's no longer playing basketball. Obviously, he's on TNT, does things in the community. He's hilarious. He's on a ton of commercials. I don't know that that's Damian Lillard's Avenue, although the Hulu ones are quite funny with Damian Lillard. I'll give him that. But... He most definitely adding a ring will signify his legacy in the NBA as a whole. In Portland, I feel like it's already secure. But as a player, as a whole in the entire NBA, he needs that ring. I agree with him. So if they are to trade that pick, just let's just say last minute they decide we're doing everything we can here to keep Dame. And even after the fact, in the days following the draft, and they draft Scoot Henderson. And they say, okay, let's call the Pelicans. We discussed this yesterday. We discussed it last week. Zion Williamson to Portland. Is that enough, if you are Dame, to pique your interest in staying? 
I would. I mean, I would assume so. I. I it sounds like that would be enough. Like Dame just wants someone. It, I think he just wants someone to want to be in Portland with him and want to win a championship that is a compliment to him, meaning on his same level. And I feel like Zion could be when he's healthy, without a doubt. Dame stretches defenses that opens up things for Zion. Easy peasy. But can Zion stay on the court? Just finished his fourth year in the league. He misses what about like thirty percent of the. 30% of the season, it's not great. But if if Zion can be healthy and he can average what he's averaging, what is it, 26 points per game, mm-hmm. and he can help, Damon, Damon and him can work together in tandem to open things up, I love this. And if it keeps Damon important and it gets them closer to winning a championship, I really love it. And, and we posed this question yesterday to Jonathan Gavoni, ESPN NBA draft analyst, that if you're one of the two teams at two or three, Charlotte or Portland, and you have the opportunity to trade that pick for Zion Williamson, would you still do it, especially given all of his health issues? Here was his response. Coming out of the draft when he was leaving Duke, I thought Zion Williamson was going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, I, he has that type of explosiveness, uh, that type, you know, the scoring instincts, the passing ability. You know, uh, he he played so hard in college, and so, and when he's been on the floor, he's been incredible. I mean, he's he's clearly one of the best players in the league. The problem is that he's just never he's never available. And so, if I'm making that trade, if I'm Charlotte or Portland, I want to have a better sense for how many games am I going to get out of this guy? And, and where is his level of focus going to be? You know, sometimes teams allow um, other teams to, like, interview players, talk to them, kind of see where their head is at. You know, are, see, are you interested in being in Charlotte? Are you interested in being in Portland? But I'm not sure that there's a better talent in this draft class, excluding Victor Wembanyama, than Zion Williamson. Look, Zion may not be jumping through hoops to get to either place, but he certainly has familiarity with both. He spent a lot of time rehabbing in Portland, and he is a guy that's from South Carolina and obviously went to Duke. Um, you just need to have – it's not even necessarily about the city to me. You need to have the right people there to make sure that he is on the right track from a motivation standpoint. Yeah. I agree, and we'll see what happens. Portland, I think, would be a great place, and having someone like Damian Lillard in his ear would be a good thing. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, joins us right now on Canty and Carlin. Brian, it is Chris. It is Shay Cornette in for Canty today. We appreciate it, as always. I know it's an incredibly busy time for you. And, of course, you know him as the host of the Hoop Collective podcast, where you go if you are interested in learning about the NBA, because every time I listen, I do. Uh, let's just start here, Brian. What was your initial takeaway from uh, hearing about the proposed trade of Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics? Very strong move by Boston. Um, it does two things for them. It, you know, And I do think it'll probably go through, although three-team trades are dicey at best. But I, it sounds like it's going to go through. There may be some more moving parts on it. Um, Kristaps Porzingis had a terrific year last year. He really did. You know, it happened on a team that was really uh, not a high-quality team, a mid-30s win team, finished out of the play-in. He really played well. And to be able to get him to opt into this contract and and get him on this, it's a huge upgrade. Because they were really, what Boston is doing, excuse me, they're replacing the role that Grant Williams and potentially um, Danilo Gallinari would have had for that team 
Kristaps Porzingis is a potential 20 and 10 player who can shoot from the outside. It is a strong talent addition. And what was basically happening last year is the roster that the Celtics had had you know, really had four high-quality guards on it. And to make the roster fit and use the roster um, well, Joe Mazzulla played guard-heavy lineups and went away from sort of the double big-man lineups that got them to the finals the year before with Robert Williams playing alongside Al Horford. Um, and that's the way they ended up having to play to get through the 76ers series because you've also got Marcus Smart you got to play there as well. So this reduces their logjam on the perimeter by trading Malcolm Brogdon and brings in a major talent. Um, so it's a really strong, strong move by the Boston front office, and it's going to increase their payroll if it's structured the way I've been told. So it's also another move by them to pay the luxury tax again. Yeah, so it seems like a win for all sides. Uh, Wendy, look, we're almost 24 hours out from the NBA draft. Naturally, there are so many rumors kind of swirling around on what's going to happen. Our superstar is going to be moved. You heard us right before you came on talk about Damian Lillard. Um, and I, I feel like we've had this conversation before about how happy is he going to be in Portland with what they do in this upcoming draft. What do you think Portland does tomorrow night with that number three pick? Well, I am told Portland is going to hold it in draft. Now, Shay, I have to just qualify everything by saying it is 26 hours to the draft, and I am going to say that things can change. But as of right now, I believe Portland's intention is to hold it in draft. And I believe that Dame Lillard has not changed his position, that he wants them to use their draft uh, capital this year, which is numbers 3 and 23, to improve the team with veterans. Now, I have to say... Trading the number three pick is not the only way that the Blazers can add veterans to improve the team. They have um, Jeremy Grant, who's a free agent, who they could sign and trade. There's the number 23 pick, as I said, they could use in a different package with another of their young players. It doesn't, in my mind, come down to draft number three or keep Dame. I don't think it's that simple. But I also think their best pathway to get a big-time, you know, all-star level player or, or close to it because... The number three pick is really viewed as a lot, especially if it's Scoot Henderson. I've got, I am not a draft expert. You just were hearing from Jonathan Gavoni. Jonathan Gavoni spends 365 days evaluating players. I do not. Mm-hmm. I cover the league, but I talk to people who's it, their job for 365 days. And these people tell me that Scoot Henderson would be the number one pick in next year's draft and the 2025 draft. That's the kind of talent he has. He just happens to be in a draft with Victor Wembanyama. And so... There is a strong demand to get that number three pick. And that is why the Blazers, I think, are not wanting to trade it because they kind of think they may be getting a number one pick in the number three spot. It is actually a fascinating situation with the Charlotte Hornets that they may be picking Brandon Miller at number two, who is a better fit for their roster and a lot of people are very high on. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Michael Jordan was the – he lived this where the Portland Trailblazers, who were also in this scenario, picked for need for Sam Bowie ahead of him. Now, I'm not saying that Michael Jordan, and I'm not saying Scoot Henderson is Michael Jordan. I'm just saying I got scouts talking about Scoot Henderson big time with me, and it looks like the, the Hornets may not go that direction. They may draft the bigger guy who fits better with what the, with the, what the Hornets need. I'd love to be a fly on the wall inside the Hornets draft room right now listening to what Michael Jordan's opinions are, because even though he has sold the team, 
he's keeping a portion of the of the of the of the franchise and i think he's holding the uh you know the the driving uh wheel he's holding the wheel on this uh on this pick so i think that's fascinating what's going on in charlotte but it also means that i think the blazers may think that they're getting an opportunity to draft a player at number three with who has number one talent and there isn't a player that they can trade for that they think fits that bill and I think what they want to tell Dame is, look what we may be able to get here. And I'm not sure Dame is going to be listening to it. So I don't want to jump ahead because mm. that's what everybody wants to do. That's probably your next question. But I'm just telling you what I am hearing is that they intend to go forward with the pick. And I don't think Dame, I think Dame wants veteran help, not another teenager. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider with us. Okay, so let's jump then to Zion for a second as we approach closer to the draft is there any more, I don't want to say clarification, but any more movement on either side as to whether or not the Pelicans are going to continue to ride with Zion or potentially move him? Well, so here's the thing, uh, Canty, I mean, Chris. Um, the reason that Zion's name is in the ether right now is because the Pelicans are enamored with Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. And they reached out to both Charlotte and Portland saying, listen, if you're going to trade that pick, let's do some business, and we're willing to talk about our entire roster. And so what they're basically, you know, I think there's, there's, a, there's an important piece of nuance everyone has to regard here. They're not out there saying, okay, Zion is on the, is on the trade market. Who wants to make an offer? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and it's great for TV to hear what Stephen A. says about the Knicks trading for Zion. As, of, as far as I know, Zion isn't available to the Knicks. <laughs> Zion is available to the, the the Hornets or the Blazers, whoever can get them Scoot Henderson. And even then, there might be some negotiation. So that's the thing. And and I and I and I also will tell you that David Griffin has always operated the general manager of the Pelicans that nobody on his roster is untouchable. It's actually a pretty smart way to 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 do things because it avoids difficult conversations with players. If you just say nobody's untouchable, then if you hear a name in the in the trade market. You know, well, listen, I said no one's untouchable. So I think that there is a conversation if they don't, because it looks to me like Charlotte and Portland are drafting. So it looks to me like Zion's going to remain a Pelican. There's definitely a conversation here about, well, what does it say that Zion is touchable, not untouchable? And what does it say going forward, maybe the message that they've sent to Zion here about that they're looking for another franchise player? I think those are legitimate conversations. But I, at this point, feel there's a very good chance that when we get to Friday morning, Zion is still going to be a Pelican and start his new max contract as a guy they very much need to come back healthy. Hmm. Uh, Wendy, I know you said not, let's not look forward, but I'm going to word this in a way where it's not exactly doing that with Damian Lillard. <laughs> it sounds like Miami, though, is saying and doing, like, we're just going to keep an eye on the Damian Lillard situation, and then if he's unhappy, we'll pounce, which to me sounds like Miami is then banking on the fact that Lillard's not going to be happy this summer. To me, that feels a little bit... Um, not like great business if you're banking on one player not being happy. So my question is, is Miami in the market to add another player or is it Damian Lillard and bust? No, absolutely Miami's in the market and Miami is always in the market and they always find ways to do it. So what do these players have in common? Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, Chris Bosh. Other than the fact they were all Miami Heat players. They all were acquired by sign and trade, okay? Those players, did the Heat didn't have salary cap space. Um, those players said, I want to be in Miami. 
players want to go to Miami. So right now people are looking at Damian Lillard. And of course, Shea, by the way, just because I don't want to jump to it, it's because I don't want my name out there. You don't want to be aggregated. Colon, with with, yeah. with a colon after it that says Lillard's out. That's what right. I don't want. <laughs> right, right, but right. There, trust me, there are a number of teams, and, and it's probably not fit on one hand, who are preparing their offers for Dame Lillard. Because everything that I'm saying, their information says the same thing. So let's just be clear with that. Mm-hmm. Miami is in a situation right now, they are kind of primed to make a trade. Um, I know that you may look at them and say, well, they don't have any like superstar young guys. But I'm telling you, if a player wants to force his way to the Miami Heat, typically what a player wants, a star player, a player is going to get. And the Heat have a little window with some assets that they have and some draft picks and some young players where I think they could get it done. And the reason why Lillard is so fascinating is if the Blazers draft Scoot Henderson, that means that they will have two really young guys they drafted in the top 10 the last year, Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson. That is the beginnings of a rebuild. They don't necessarily need a star player back in a Dame Lillard trade. They need draft picks and players with potential and players that they can flip later. The Heat have those types of uh, those types of assets. So that's why people are making that assumption because I don't think that they're going to be able to raffle Dame to the highest bidder if that's indeed what ends up happening. I think Dame is going to have a say in where he goes. All right, Wendy, 20 seconds. The Sixers, based on what you just described, don't seem like they could fit in a deal for Lillard. Fair to say? Unless Lillard says, I want to be a Sixer, and then yeah. you could. There, there's something that could happen, yeah. Appreciate it. As always, Brian, great stuff. Enjoy your Thanks, day. Thanks, Wendy. You See too. Ya. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, and I can't say it enough, Hoop Collective Podcast is the best NBA podcast out there with him, Tim McMahon, Tim Bontemps. Learn something every time I listen to it. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. More NBA in the draft tomorrow night. Just how special can Victor Webanyama be? And who is the surprise guy that you need to be paying attention to? One of our draft analysts joins us next. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. ESPN Radio covering the NBA draft is PJ Carlissimo, the coach, ESPN Radio NBA analyst who joins us right now. PJ, it's Chris Carlin along with Shea Cornette. We appreciate a few minutes. And let's just start here with Victor Webanyama. In watching him, is he everything that he is being built up to be you know i think he is i, I gotta top out by saying i have not seen him in person but it, it doesn't matter over the years uh, anybody you've ever brought up there's always yeah but i have not heard one negative about this guy i mean yeah does he need to get significantly stronger sure does he need to you know tighten up his decision making all those things yeah but at 19 years old at seven four probably seven, four plus, uh, it, it's scary uh, how good he is. And talking to the people with San Antonio, you know, that have seen him a lot. Uh, and and the, the combination, he's a, a above average shooter. Now, his numbers sometimes don't look as good. That shot selection, obviously they'll clear that up. Um, and the shot blocking alone, I mean, the, the way he shoots it, the way he blocks shots alone uh, would, would allow him to contribute. But he... He's a complete player. He's got a handle for somebody that size. Uh, he's supposedly, and again, this is coming back 100%. Everybody says he's really grounded. His family's done a great job. Not an attitude at all. In fact, the opposite. Like, he's not, you know, filled with himself. Knows he's got a lot to learn. Is really excited. He's really a, supposedly a delightful guy. So it's uh, it, it's amazing when you hear as many things, Chris, as as you've heard about him, and it's almost a hundred percent positive. Uh, the only problem he's going to have is living up to this hype. I mean, it, it's it's absurd that you know the people they're comparing him to. I was watching uh, ESPN before, and they have KD, LeBron, and Giannis talking about him. You know, like he's unbelievable. Like, what are we going to do with him? I'm going, what are these guys blowing smoke at him for already? But it's 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 incredible. So, go, Coach, going number two or three, we don't know, will either be Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, and we're not sure yet in what order, obviously. But, you know, we've seen enough of Brandon Miller, obviously, in college. But Scoot Henderson coming from the G League, I don't feel like, you know, enough of us have watched as much of him. What do you think uh, whatever team gets him is getting in Scoot Henderson? He's a super athlete, Shay. He's he's strong. Body type, he'll remind you a little bit of Baron Davis. If, if uh, I'm always dating myself uh, with, with older players, but I mean he's a he's an explosive player. He's not real big. Uh, he's strong, very quick. Uh, he's a good play, very good playmaker. The the question, if there's a question with Scoot, is the shot. He's got you know you'd like him to be a better three point shooter, but he's so good with the ball. He's so creative. Um, he, he's going to be a very, very good player. I've actually seen him more than I've seen Brandon 
Brandon is scary. He, he reminds you of, of another Brandon a little bit. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I mean, in terms of the size, and there's like there's no limit to what he can do in terms of he can he could become an elite defender uh, if he chooses to or if you know if he's got the right motivation he can score he almost scores effortlessly he's got big time range I mean he can really go deep and shoot it he has excellent size obviously played in the SEC played in the I don't want to say concerning but it's strange how his NCAA stats were so subpar after having such a great year. The things he did in the regular season and then a disappointing uh, postseason, but obviously he was dealing with a lot of issues, so that certainly could have played into it. But they're both really, really good. I'm dying to see Shea if if anything happens. I I don't know that either of those teams would make a move, but you keep hearing all these rumors, and I keep waiting for – Woj to come up with something and, you know, is there a trade involved or what? I know both teams are very, I talked to both coaches already. I'm going to talk to both Mitch and Joe Cronin uh, today. Um, they both like, they, they like both of the players. I think they're both comfortable with either player, which is a good thing. But they, there's kind of the feeling after Victor, these are clearly the next two elite talents in the draft and you wonder if somebody's going to come in with a you know a, a real strong offer and, and either of these teams could use obviously uh, uh, everybody can always use a veteran player like when you're not trying to project how good a young guy's going to be so i'm anxious to see if there's any movement at all with those second and third picks pj carlesimo he is a part of the espn radio nba draft uh coverage tomorrow night right here on espn radio uh coach i want to get a quick thought on uh reported deal that's getting worked out that would send christoph's porzingis to the celtics three-team deal that would have uh malcolm brogdon leaving interesting they brought in brogdon last year uh to kind of run that offense and then it didn't necessarily work out the way they had hoped. So having said that, your thoughts about Porzingis being there around Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, obviously. First, I've heard of it. Uh, mm. Kind of just... Bar- well, which was reporting barely, that it's no, 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 close. No, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah. I, I like Porzingis. He, he's interesting. I, my favorite draft, Kesty and I were doing the draft a couple years ago, and the place booed him. When he was uh, when he was hmm. announced as the pick, and he was great the way he handled it. He said, "Hey, he said you know, I'll just I got to work hard. I'm going to make them light." I was so impressed with the way he handled that. It was a really tough night. Could have been a very tough night. He was great. Um, I, you, you want him to do a little bit more. I mean, they used to refer to him as a unicorn. Uh, I, I like he's very talented. I think the things he does are very good. Would certainly be helpful. Uh, for Boston. Brogdon was strange because he played so well for them, primarily off the bench. I mean, you know, more would come in, and I thought he had a really good year. Obviously, uh, you know, Brad and, and Joe Mazzula know w- what they need or, or what's there if, 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 if it does transpire, but that's one of those that could be a good trade both ways. You know, I mean, there's really there's things he's going to bring to the table that would be very beneficial uh, to Boston and Losing, losing Brogdon, somebody else getting him is, is going to be a plus. So, you know, I think when you got good side, good talent on both sides of it, you have a, you, you do have a chance to make a, a, a trade, which is what it's supposed to be, that both teams like the result. 
It's PJ Carlissimo, ESPN Radio NBA analyst. He, along with Seth, Seth Greenberg, Mark Kestisher, Corey Alexander, all in the coverage tomorrow night with Alan Hahn anchoring it all. And it all begins uh, at, on ESPN Radio tomorrow night at 7. Looking forward to it, PJ. Thank you for a few minutes. Yeah, Chris, thank you. Shay, good being with you. Thanks, Coach. P.J. Carlisma, dude's the best, the best, he and he's going to be great on that coverage tomorrow night with Alan and Kesky and Seth Greenberg and Corey Alexander. Looking forward to it right here on ESPN Radio. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is Zion enough if Portland wants to try to keep Damian Lillard in town. We talked to Wendy about that a few moments ago. We want to get your take. Should Zion go to the Blazers in exchange for the number three pick? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, there's another name being rumored on the trade market, and this one could be headed to New York. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Carlin, the podcast. Rumors are flying. 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Earlier today, Woj reporting that the Celtics closing in on a potential three-team deal that would involve Kristaps Porzingis going to Boston, which would be very interesting. Malcolm Brogdon would leave town. Excuse me, just a little sneeze there. Oh, uh, I, I was spared like, uh-oh. I, I tell you what, I've been sneezing so much, the allergies are just off the charts right now. See, um, I don't have allergies. Can I ask a question? How do you decipher between an allergy and a sickness? Uh, it's pretty easy for me. Like, I can just, I can tell. Like, a sickness is, with allergies, I don't feel horrible. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Like, when I'm sick... My head feels like it's weighs fifty pounds. Okay, so you, you know? can decipher between the two. Yes, and, and there are there are certainly more disgusting ways that I can decipher, but I'm not going to share those. <laughs> I'm not going to share those. Let's keep those under wraps. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> but at any rate, um, there's been a lot of talk about Zion Williamson, and we had Wendy on earlier in the show, ESPN NBA Insider, and he once again, as you always do, you learn something from Wendy, but this was something that. Uh, really surfaced last week, and there is a nuance to the whole Zion thing. He's not available to everybody. The reason that Zion's name is in the ether right now is because the Pelicans are enamored with Scoot Henderson. And they reached out to both Charlotte and Portland saying, listen, if you're going to trade that pick, let's do some business, and we're willing to talk about our entire roster. And so I think there's an important piece of nuance everyone has to regard here. They're not out there saying, okay, Zion is on the trade market. Who wants to make an offer? You know, I mean, and it's great for TV to hear what Stephen A. says about the Knicks trading for Zion. As far as I know, Zion isn't available to the Knicks. (laughs) Zion is available to the Hornets or the Blazers, whoever can get them Scoot Henderson. 
Now, what was really even more interesting to me earlier in the week, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Woj came on Greeny the other day and said, he doesn't think Zion gets you to the third pick. Like, it would take more than that to get to the third pick, to get to Scoot Henderson. My big thing with, with Dame Lillard is, I'm not convinced that Zion's enough, given how little he has played, to justify staying in Portland if they were to make that trade. But maybe they can find a way to get more. I, 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 it sounds like when we were talking to Wendy, like with that third pick and the 23rd pick, there might be ways to package things where they could get more than that, too, for Zion mm-hmm. Williamson. I don't know exactly what Damian Lillard's looking for. I can't quite put my – like veteran help doesn't give me an answer. Like it's not a superstar. Is it a super – like I'm not sure. So there might be a way where they could give him some depth with what they have in these two picks and maybe future picks or some compensation or another young player. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Mike in Arizona, next on ESPN Radio. Mike, what do you got? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. Yeah, I I first heard about Portland, you know, being in negotiations with Zion. I think that's a steal. Um, I feel, uh, first off, like Zion and Dame would play so well together considering uh, Dave's, you know, his jump shot and just opening up lanes for Zion. And then on top of that, I just feel like you just have to be patient. I think we lost you there. But look, look I think on the court, the two of them playing together, Shay. Mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Oh, yeah, me too. And you know what? There's this other... I, I do feel like Dame and Zion are very similar, and like we want to see them both win. Like I think we all want to see Zion be successful, and I, I would love to see Damian Lillard win a championship. Like To me, this would be a match that I think we would all really get behind if they could find a way to, to make it work together, especially in Portland, because I think it's good for the NBA when these small markets do well. Yeah, no, listen, I agree too. And, and I think in particular, with Dame Lillard as loyal as he has been to Portland... Right. To see him get rewarded in that regard, to get that player there, to show that they weren't just relying on him 100%, I think that's a good message for the NBA, too. Do you think that Zion would be happy there, though, in another small market? I mean, he was thinking New York, big picture. That was part of the problem with him going to New Orleans in the first place. See, if I'm anybody that's advising Zion Williamson at this point, I'm trying to get the message across. You just need to go play, and you need to get better and not worry about where you're playing at this point. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.